Hey everybody, it's Xander and this is the Ethereal Path Podcast. Let's get witchy. Alright guys, here it is, episode 18. And so this is a little fun for me um, because we are broadcasting live on Instagram right now. Um, so you may have heard and seen some of this before. Um, you're going to get to see all the behind the scenes stuff that I do to prepare for and what I'm doing while I'm actually talking to you guys. Um, so going to have some fun and I just got myself a spiffy new set of headphones, um, for my monitor. So I'm all excited on that front as well. Uh, so anywho, that all being said, today's topic, we are going to cover and basically finish up tarot card reading. Um, so we are going to actually do a tarot card reading here during the podcast or in the episode, and I'm going to break it all down and basically show you guys what you need to know, how a reading goes, and all the fun stuff in between. So sit back, relax, and let's kick it off and start with the basics. Uh, so let's keep this gravy train rolling here. Um, so first of all, if you're watching the Instagram live feed, I totally apologize. Um, I keep getting this error message on my end that says, you know, keep, um, excuse me, pausing due to a poor connection. And I have no idea why I tested this earlier and it worked perfectly. So I just, I apologize and I'm so sorry. I really thought this would go off without a hitch, but <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. All right, so anywho, uh, we are going to jump into a tarot card reading, and I am going to cheat it a little bit on my side just because um, I have a little smaller space because um, I'm actually working up in my office. Um, so I'm going to be using my dragon deck to do this reading. Um, so if you have a deck of cards and you want to, you know, read along or pull a reading um, just to kind of practice along, you know, please do go ahead. Um, and it actually made me think of something earlier that um, I don't know if we ever t uh, really covered. Um, and that is the idea of people reading for themselves. Um, now, I have heard and I have seen people debate this left, right, and center um, as to whether or not you should ever do a tarot card reading for yourself. Now, um, I'm in the school of I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be able to do a tarot card reading for yourself. I do them for myself all the time. And it's, um, to me is almost like it's faster because like I can do a tarot card reading for myself in probably 30 seconds. Like I've gotten to the point where, you know, and it's so funny because like if I'm having like a bad day or like I, you know, I'm trying to figure stuff out or, you know, just something's going on. Like, you know, I'll look at the husband and I'll just be like, you know, I need like, give me, give me like five minutes and I will legit like run up to the office, you know, shuffle the cards, flip the, flip them out real quick. And like not even two minutes later, I'm back downstairs and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like I got the answers that I need. Um, so, and again, a lot of people say, you know, that you can't read for yourself, that you shouldn't read for yourself. Um, 
I don't agree with that, but again, to each his own. Um, I actually don't really know why it's it is a thing. I do remember um, that it was a thing that when I first started reading, someone said that to me, and you know, I kind of argued the point then that I'm still kind of arguing the point now. Um, but anyway, I don't see anything wrong with reading for yourself. That's the long and short of it. Um, basically because you can read for yourself just like you can read for anybody else. You know, you just have to be willing to face the truth. And sometimes the truth is a very hard thing to face, especially when, you know, we're talking about, you know, perfect love and perfect trust. You know, this is the thing or one of the areas where, you know, Wicca and tarot card reading and all the esoteric arts combine. Um, so again, it's, you know, um, you know, it's, it's here, at least for me, this is where, you know, the merging of all of the work and everything kind of comes together. Um, so with that being said, let's get started on the most basic reading and that is the Celtic cross. Okay. So what is the Celtic cross reading? Um, so the Celtic cross reading is the traditional reading that you see where it's, you know, one card in the middle, then you put a card across it, then a card goes below it, one to the left, one above it, one to the right. And then off to the right-hand side, you're going to go four cards up. And they're going to be kind of the middle two cards will basically hit the center of your rightmost card of the cross. And here's what each of the positions represent. Um, so the first position is you in the present. The second position is something that is opposing you. The third position is something on your subconscious mind. The fourth position is something from your past. The fifth position is something on your conscious mind. The sixth position is your future. The seventh position is you as you really are. The eighth position is you as other people see you. The ninth position is something that is working for or against you. And the tenth position is the outcome of the reading. Now, that all being said, I always throw these conditions down. Um, and if you go check out the website, you'll see that I kind of have this all over the place that, you know, um, tarot is not meant to predict the future. Now, while things about the future may come up and while, you know, you may see things about your future, um, tarot is more of like a roadmap. So it's the whole, it, you know, if you go down this path, or if this is the path that you're on right now, this is where it's leading to, or if you decide to, you know, pivot and change direction, you know, this is what one of the possible outcomes can be because the future is never set in stone. So that's one of the biggest things, you know, that you kind of always have to remember is that, you know, the future can always be changed. Um, the future is always malleable so you know you always kind of need to be aware of that and you always kind of need to remember that while you're doing any sort of reading whether it be for yourself or somebody else or you know even doing tarot spells which is a whole nother ball game that we'll talk about later so anywho um so what i always do to cleanse my deck is i always give a triple riffle so i basically just you know riffle my card three times um and you, i'm actually going to be doing this in the background so sorry if they're you know kind of loud and banging off my desk here but i always do it three times to kind of give them just like a clearing um and this is my way of just you know kind of cleansing the deck freshening them up you know making them ready for the next the next reading that's coming along 
Um, I usually, at that point, you know, hand the deck to the other person, and I tell them to shuffle it. Now, there's no right or wrong way to have them shuffle. They can cut the cards, they can shuffle the cards, they can riffle the cards. They can do whatever they want to them for however long they want, as many ways as they want. There's no right or wrong answer. Just basically tell them, you know, when they feel it's time to stop, stop. You know, you just whenever your gut instinct tells you to, you know, it's time to be done, put the cards down, and that's it. So then I'll spread the cards out in front of them, and I'll have them choose each card face down. Um, and I'll ask they're choosing, you know, I'll remind them what card they're choosing. So again, you know, I'll say, okay, so the first card you're going to pull is you in the present. And the second card you're going to pull is you know, something opposing you, which I guess I should be pulling cards like while I'm doing this. Um, so the third card is going to be something from your past. And, or I'm sorry, the third card is something from your subconscious mind. The fourth card is something from your past. The fifth card that we're going to draw is something on your conscious mind. The sixth card that we're going to draw is something from the future. The seventh card that we are going to draw is you as you really are. The eighth card that we are going to draw is you as other people see you. The ninth card that we're going to draw is something working for or against you. And the tenth card that we are going to draw is the outcome of the reading. Now, this is kind of important. Um, if at any point while the person is shuffling the cards, drawing the cards, whatever, if a cards if any of the cards like shoot out, um, flip over, fall on the floor, basically make themselves either unpickable or give themselves away, pull them out, but put them off to the side. Um, they may or may not have something to do with the reading, and they may or may not enhance some of the questions, if any, that come up during the reading. So just kind of put them off to the side, take them out as a choice, but don't fully just don't fully discard them just yet. And if you know, leave them the way that you, that they landed. So if they land a face up and you know what it is, then kind of just leave the card there. Um, but if you don't know what it is, leave it face down because it may not be important and it may not play into it. Um, so, that being said, we have our 10 cards. We are ready to begin our reading. Now, um, I always say that a good reader is a good storyteller. So, what we're doing is we are going to be taking a look at these 10 cards. We are going to basically be weaving a story out of them. So, it... Again, this is where it takes practice, it takes just repetition, it takes learning what the cards mean, it takes looking at the symbols of the cards, it takes, you know, the feelings you get from the cards. Like, this is the part that takes a lot of work. And again, you know, I've been doing this for over 30 years, so, you know, I'm going to do this like it's, you know, old hat and the back of my hand. And for people who are starting out, you know, I was there. I remember, you know, it seemed like it would take me just like a solid, you know, 10 minutes just to read like one card and figure out what it meant. And, you know, like reading, reading someone's cards was like an event, you know. So it was like, you know, I always felt like I was like straight up like torturing people. Um, but you know, like anything else that we do in life, you know, the more you do it, the more you practice it, the better and the, the better you'll get at it and the easier it'll become. 
Um, so that being said, we're going to take a quick pause and we are going to jump straight in. All right, kids. So let's get this reading started. So the card that I drew for the me in the my in the me in the in the, in the, in the me is I and am in the current position. My very first card. I actually drew the three of swords. Fuck. Um. So that is actually a card of heartbreak. Um. So that means that you know there is some either heartbreak or bad news or just something that's gonna kind of like hurt um on the way um but it's hurt through healing or it's healing through hurt and growing through the pain and pushing through it um i kind of know why i got this card um i'm actually probably gonna do some like offline clarity when i'm done um but i i think i know what's going on here uh, so the card that is opposing me is three of cups and that is exactly what I was, um, waiting to see. Um, basically, so the three of cups in this position represents, um, serenity, chill and unity. Um, basically, uh, my workplace is an absolute just chaotic mess at the moment. Um, there's a whole bunch of, a bunch of scenes, things going on behind the scenes. Um, and you know, without going into too much detail, it's just exhausting and mentally and physically draining. So yeah. Um, something that is on my subconscious mind, the wheel of fortune, um, interesting because so again, now anytime we draw a major card, we want to pay attention to it. And the wheel of fortune is definitely a major card. Um, so the wheel of fortune on the subconscious level is basically saying, I'm looking for that, um, that, that thing, which is going to work the best for me. But at the same time, there's many options open in my future. Um, so it's kind of like, it, it's where I'm at right now that, you know, I got, I'm juggling a couple different things and, you know, got, you know, you know, I'm dipping my feet in a couple different pools and, you know, kind of seeing where I land and, um, just knowing me as I am and me as, you know, a person, um, I totally get it. And yeah, hundred percent. Um, so the past, my card, I drew the sun, and the sun is the card of ultimate happiness. Um, the sun is, you know, you have got your shit together, you have achieved your goals, you have basically knocked it out of the park. Um, there's balance, there's harmony, there's spirit, there's power, there's strength, there's courage, there's conquering your fears. Um, the sun is a very, very bright card to have. Um, now that being in my past, you know, it represents a lot of things and a lot of the goals that I've achieved in my own, in my life. Um, and one of the things that, you know, as we get older, you know, our goals and our priorities change. Um, and, you know, same goes true for me. And one of the things that, you know, I and, you know, a bunch of my friends, you know, in my age have been like, you know, we've been kind of talking about and, you know, something that it's, it's one of those like weird things where, um, you know, you miss the quote unquote good old days, but at the same time, like, you know, you just don't have the energy to, you know, or the desire to go out and do the things that you did, like, you know, 
20 years ago, I was, the, you know, out at the bar every night for a year and a half. And it was like, you know, if I thought even just, just even the thought of doing that now is something that would just, I, it, it hurts. Just, I, I'm probably going to wake up tomorrow with a, you know, pseudo hangover because just, you know, even the thought of doing that to my body or the hell, the thought of going to bed after, you know, 10 p.m. is just like, oh my God, what the fuck? Um, but anywho, moving on. Um, so it, the fact that it's in my past, you know, it's, it's not one of those, like, it's a card like, oh, you know, you've peaked and basically, you know, like your life's just going to go to shit from here on out. Um, it's just that, you know, you've hit your goals for the past. So what are you looking for? What, what are you going to do for the future? It's almost kind of like a, you know, praise and challenge card at the same time. So on my conscious level card, I drew the Nine of Cups, um, and this is the card of choice and difference. So, and I didn't, and I should stress that I said choice and difference, not choice indifference. Um, so the Nine of Cups is representative of having many choices available to you. And none of which are really bad. Um, so it's one of those, you have options. Every option will give you a piece of what you want. So it's really a matter of figuring out which path that you want to take. But there's also a very strong emphasis on, you know, using your differences and what makes you unique um, to your advantage. Uh, my future, I got the world, which is the final card of the deck. Um, again, another, another major arcana card. And because it's also the final card, you know, something to truly want to pay attention to. Um, and basically, the message of the world here is that the world is at my fingertips. I just have to go out and I just need to grab it, basically. All right, sorry about that, guys. Had to jump in and jump back out real quick. Um, had a little technical problem that we had to take care of but i think we're back on track now so anywho um so we are at the card of who me as i really am and i drew the five of cups um now in this position um the five of cups is representing uh transition it's movement it's free-flowing it's travel it's um it's representative of basically, you know, I, and I know a lot of this card is going to be around, um, work both, um, you know, in my professional capacity and work and the, um, you know, trying to get this up, get ethereal path up and running and turning it into whatever I, I'm trying to turn it into. Um, so it, it's a card of, you know, things are in motion. It's a card of making things happen. It's a card of traveling, but it's also a card of leaving the bad shit behind because now again, I'm reading for my dragon deck. And if you look at this card, you see the dragon, you know, swimming across the lake and he's swimming away from an island. But there's this massive lightning bolt coming out of the, uh, you know, out of the sky and hitting the island. And it's basically, you know, leaving the bad shit behind and, you know, cutting it away. Um, me and the cards, other people see me, queen of coins. 
Uh, so the Queen of Coins, she is basically all about being protective, um, but she's very protective of finances. She's very protective of um, her possessions. She is frugal. Um, she is a, you know, blue collar, nose to the grindstone, has worked hard for every dollar that she has. Um, and I, I, right about now where I'm at in my life and my career, I think that's a pretty fair and accurate representation. So can't really argue that one. Um, something working for or against me, I have the 10 of swords. Um, so this is the card of feeling trapped and boxed in. Um, so basically this is the card of feeling like you, uh, just are stagnant. You're in a rut. Um, you, you don't know where to go. You don't know which way to go. Um, and I kind of get on that. I, I kind of get that right now. Um, you know, it's not necessarily always a bad thing, but it's sometimes, sometimes it's a card that says, you know, why don't you stop and take a look at something from a new direction? And in the outcome of the reading, I got the six of cups. Again, another card that is definitely representative of movement only this time. It is a stronger movement. Um, in the Five of Cups, it was, you know, a single solitary dragon that was soaring across the, or swimming across the lake. In the Six of Cups, it's a, it's a full-on fucking boat, like, straight up Viking style, like, paddles out the whole nine yards. Um, so basically, if you had to sum up this reading, and this is kind of where I always tell people, you know, um, this is kind of how you do it. If you had to sum it up in three sentences, what would you say about that reading? So I would say my three sentences would be, you know, I have a ton of choices that are sitting in front of me. I just need to stop letting myself feel so trapped or, you know, letting myself feel so caged and boxed in and kind of start, you know, looking at things from a different perspective or starting to think outside the box. And that's what's going to kind of break free and get me that forward momentum that I'm looking forward to. So if you can come up with like a quick three sentence summary of what the reading you just did was about, then congratulations. You just did a successful tarot card reading. Um, now that's to say, you know, you, you're not strictly limited to three sentences and Lord knows that, um, you know, rule is not set in stone anywhere and anything like that. Um, but it's a pretty good indicator if you are on the right track or not, or if you, um, are, or if the querent's getting the answers that they're looking for. Um, so again, following that format, following that reading, that is a basic Celtic cross spread. Um, and that is where and how you read tarot cards. Um, so now if you're interested and I know most of you probably are, I'm going to give you one more reading. Um, this one's a fairly new reading that I learned. Um, it's called a hidden magic spell or a hidden meaning reading. Um, basically it's another, uh, 10 card draw, um, but it's going to be a card face up and a card face down. Um, so again, I'm going to pause this. I'm going to do my quick cleansing riffles and then we will knock this one out and you can decide which ones you want to play with and which ones you think are going to be your favorites. 
All right, so I'm jumping back in, but I got to share this but just with everyone real quick. Um, so I riffled my deck. I got it all cleaned out. And I thought I had dropped a card, and I was kind of like looking around all my chair, like looking around my chair, seeing if I had dropped anything, and totally did not drop the card. But as I was thinking that I dropped the card, one flipped out of the deck as I was riffling it, and I showing it on the Instagram feed right now. Even though it's pausing due to a poor connection, I do not understand why this is not working, but. Uh, it's the Hierophant, and it's the card of education and teaching, and I just think that, again, it is super ironic that, um, you know, the card of teaching and education happens to pop out while I'm recording a podcast episode on how to read tarot cards, um, and you wonder why I have said in past episodes that my tarot cards are smart asses, and, like, this is literally what I'm talking about. Like my, my tarot cards fuck with me all the time. Um, so I know it sounds crazy. I know it makes me sound like an absolute fucking lunatic, but you know what? I will totally fucking own it because I'm telling you the shit works. You just got to just roll with it. All right. So before we move on real quick too, I also want to say one last thing about the Celtic cross. Um, so if you go again, if you look up the Celtic cross in, um, if you go look it up on the internet or look it up in any sort of book that you may get, um, you're going to find different versions, different meanings, all those card positions, like everything that I said, you may find that, you know, that instead of your subconscious mind being on card three, it's really what's in card five or, you know, you, you, you'll find all sorts of different variations on the Celtic cross. Basically, I took that one. And I basically made that one my own. I learned, I, I kind of, I learned very, different various ways to read the Celtic cross. And then as I kind of went along, it was kind of almost kind of like a, I kind of did like a majority rules, but like, and also what makes the most sense in my mind, like as like, uh, as, as a story wise, um, path, like, like a storytelling pathway, um, that what would make the most sense. And that's kind of where I got to this reading. Um, I got out of my green, Witch tarot book. Um, and I, if I, if I mistake, if I'm mistaken and I got that and I got this from somewhere else, I do apologize and I will totally issue a correction. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's where I came from. It's either that or my green witchcraft book. I can't remember which. Um, but this is basically a reading that will show you what is going on with your physical mind, your emotional state, your um, energetic state, your mental state, and then the heart of the matter. But then there's also a phase down card, which is the unseen hidden meaning behind it. So this one, it's a little different, um, but I like it. And I've done it a couple times with myself and I have to say it's, it's pretty damn accurate. Um, and it's fun to do because it's a little bit different from your, your traditional Celtic cross. Um, so basically what you're going to do is you're going to take your deck, you know, you're going to do, you're going to cleanse it, you know, same thing, hand it to your aquarium, you know, have them shuffle, you know, any cards that fall out, like my Howard fan, I got that sitting off to the side, so I don't pick it out again. This time, what you're going to do is once they're done shuffling, you are going to cut the cards somewhere in the middle. 
and you are going to take the bottom cut and then you are going to take the top card and you are going to flip that over and that is going to be your tippy top card and then you are going to take the next card and that is going to go to the right you are going to take the next card which is going to go to the bottom you are going to take the next card which is going to go on the left and you are going to take the next card which is going to go on the center now take the top half of the deck put it back on take the top five cards again only this time same play, same order but they go underneath and they go face down so this is both the this is the what we're seeing this is and this is the head inside coming on the other end so in this case um i got strength in the physical side um so basically what is <laughs> what has been on my mind or what the focus that the obvious sign is on my mind is is physical strength um and i have been thinking about getting my ass back to the gym lately so that makes no sense flipping over the hidden card i have the page of swords which is the i am longing to be free and the i just want to get this shit done and over with so yeah totally get that card makes total sense not even gonna question it um if we move to the right into position two this is our mental stage and i have judgment um so basically um on the outward i'm looking for things to be fair i'm looking for things to be just i'm looking for things to be equal and hidden behind it i have the five of coins which is flying high rising above and looking at the bigger picture so sometimes in order to get that balance you know we have to you know rise up and we have to be the bigger person um from an emotional state down at the bottom i have the six of stores which is kind of you know longing to be free and and you know kind of kick back relax and just you know kind of like chilling and I have the Nine of Wands, which is the hidden meeting, which is, you know, knowing that there is a huge climb ahead of me, which, again, no surprise there. Energetic state, I have the Queen of Swords. We're now on the left side. Um, she is basically, you know, a high queen. She is a ruler, and she is an air sign, which this is the eve of Aquarius starting, and I'm an Aquarian, so no, no, no mysteries, no mysteries there. And again, right behind it, three is the three of wands. It is a card of rising up. It is a card of raising above. It is, you know, having to fight those times when I'm just absolutely exhausted and dragging ass and I just want to give up. Um, the heart of it all, I have the six of wands, which is the card of victory, getting everything that you want. The only thing is that is opposing it behind it, the hidden meaning is the eight of swords, which is the card of not seeing what is right in front of you and not taking the time to take a look at the little things. So basically, in order to understand what's going on, you know, kind of got to make myself rise up above the little things figure out what matters, figure out what doesn't, put your energy where it belongs, and stop wasting time on the little things. So, in a way, it's kind of, you know, that whole business model of, you know, eat the frog. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me school you, let me give you a little learning and teaching in here. Um, so, there's this, there's this business model out there, it's called eat the frog. And 
It's, I think this is one of these things that, like, Mark Twain is famously misquoted for saying um, that, you know, if it, in the quote is, if you woke up every day and had to eat a frog and you knew that was the worst thing that was going to happen to you all day, like, basically, once you ate the frog, your day would be a hell of a lot easier. Um, now, for as fucking disgusting as a metaphor as that is, it makes a lot of sense. So if you think about the, you know, things that you have to do at work or the tasks that you have to get done or, you know, whatever you have to do for that day, you get the one that you're dreading the most, the biggest, hardest, most pain in the ass, whatever, whatever one you are absolutely just trying to just the one you do not want to do with all your heart and soul do that one first, get that out of the way, because then after that, from a, you're, you're, you're tricking your brain, because from that point on, from a psychological standpoint, everything becomes so much easier, because you got the hardest, most awful one out of the way, so you kind of, you know, skip through the rest of them, and it makes for a better, you know, mental experience. You're basically just tricking yourself, and you're basically just, you know, fucking with your brain to get, you know, the results. But they're, they literally turn this into a legit business thing. Books have been written about it. It's right up there with, like, who moved my cheese and the fish model and all that shit. But, like, I swear to God, like, they took this misquote and made it a thing. And some fuckers making, you know, $8 billion off of it, but whatever. But, anywho, so that was how to read tarot cards. I gave you two spreads out there. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, practice them, play with them, give me some feedback, let me know what you thought. I'm so sorry if you tried to jump on the Instagram feed and, and it was just a complete clusterfuck all night. I really thought that it would kind of fix itself because I'm sitting like right by my modem and um, it's on my it's running on my iPhone. I don't know why it's not working and why the connection keeps cutting out, but I'm so, so sorry. Um, hopefully we'll be able to do another live show again and sometime soon. Um, Q&A coming up in about two weeks, so keep getting those questions into me. Um, the tarot card readings are actually up and live on the Etsy shop. There's also information on Fiverr um, that is waiting to be approved, and there's information on our homepage. If you want to save a couple bucks, or if you want, you know, to not have to pay any extra fees through Etsy, you know, you can please please come to my website. You know, you can pay directly there, and we can, you know. Um, set up whatever type of reading you're looking for. It just takes, you know, a quick email and, you know, get a conversation going. So that being said, thank you again to all my listeners. Again, what's up to all my listeners out there in the world. And thank you again for everybody who at least try to jump on Instagram and see at least, you know, what goes on behind the scenes here. So everybody have a great evening. Blessed be. I'll probably be dropping another episode later on this weekend, but I hope you guys have a great night. Peace out. The Ethereal Path Podcast is hosted by me, Xander, and is owned by Ethereal Path LLC. You can find us on the web at www.ethereal-path.com. Don't forget the dash, it's super important. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Ethereal Path, and on Twitter as at Ethereal Path PGH. This is also our email address, etherealpathpgh at gmail.com. DMs are open on all of our platforms. 
The Ethereal Path Podcast can be found on all major podcasting platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Our Etsy shop can be found under Ethereal Path PGH. Links can be found below and on our website. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. Every one of those clicks makes a huge difference. Thank you for listening, and blessed be.